The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. I think a lot of people would say that. Um, I think I opened the show, right? You know, if we go a couple of, like, weeks, I forget, like, how the show starts. I was going to ask you, do you you consider this the last show of the 2022 season or the first show of the 2023 season? Uh, First show of 2023. Me too. We closed the book on, on 2022. But going into this, going into this free agency, I think we were both aligned in that we didn't want to give Judge that mega deal. I was referencing the 07 A-Rod deal and what a disaster that turned out to be. You have not wanted to pay him since since 2020. And we were both in agreement that, look, let's sign a couple of good players to six or seven year deals, spread that money around five year deals, whatever. Once I saw the market and Xander Bogart's getting 11 years, Trey Turner gets 11 years, Carlos Correa gets 13 years. Judge for nine years is not as bad as I thought it would be considering the market and also considering that you weren't getting a stud player on a six year deal, a position player in this marketplace. So just curious if you've changed at all based on what happened in the market. Just because someone's fucking my ex-girlfriend doesn't mean I'm, you know, I regret that I'm not. (laughs) That's the way I've always looked at. No, I mean, listen, I've always been a when you're in pinstripes. You're my guy. Mm-hmm. I've never said Aaron Judge is a bad person. I've said maybe he's not the leader he's been perceived to be. I said maybe he's not as healthy as people like to think he is. I've always said he was great, though. If he was healthy and he's on the field, great player. I'm going to move on from it, and okay. I'm going to be as supportive as possible. But I will say, so we're on the record, disaster of a contract. An absolute disaster of a contract. Nine years, $40 million a year. You might as well take in $120 million and lit it on fire. Yeah, the end is going to be a complete. He's going to be a DH for probably the last, I would say, four years. The last three three years of this contract is being 37, 38, 39. He weighs 200. 
and 82 pounds. There have been 53 players above 275 pounds in Major League Baseball. Only one of them has hit a home run at 37 years old or older. You came with some numbers today. Bartolo Colon. Wow. Wow, you really came with some stats. Okay. It's, I was going to guess Richie Sexton, but I guess he's nope. tall. I don't know if he was even 250, but he, I know he was. Yeah, no, I mean, that, I didn't, I didn't obviously come up with that stat. That was, ah, damn, I forget. I sat next to him on Amtrak and talked to him. Guy, guy from Fox, MLB Network, whatever. So, um, but yeah, so that, like, that is the thing that it, that is out there. Like, Aaron Judge hit 62 home runs. With the Goldilocks balls. And I'm sure, you know, we could talk about that. Yes. He's going to make $40 million a year. What happens when he hits 37 home runs? So for me, I'm fine with that. Give me 285, 38 bombs, 103 RBIs, and a 375 OBP. Like, I'm okay with that. But you're right. There are going to be people that won 50 every year. And it's just not realistic. It's not possible. Well, yeah, no, no, it's not. And that's why I was fine with him going to the San Francisco Giants. Now, this is Hal. Credit to Hal. Hal went out and he got judged. Why Hal Steinbrenner, during, I don't know, the most important 10 days of the year as a Major League Baseball owner, is in fucking Italy with the Pope or whatever the hell he's doing over there? I have no idea. In July, when you're not in the owner's box and I've, no one cares to see you, it's not like George where it's like if you saw, saw George in the box, it's like, ah, oh, there he fucking is. That's the name the of our podcast, man. Yeah. No one cares about Hal being there. Go to Italy then. You don't go because it's not even like, oh, he went for Christmas. If it was next week and you're like – and you hear like, oh, we're trying – or even this week. Even like, oh, yeah, to get the sign off, they had to get Hal on the phone from Italy to get Rondone. Fine. It's the winter meetings. We can't have time differences going on. Like, cause even I saw like Joey Cora, I saw something where he was, you know, he's in Puerto Rico. So he has, he lets the Red Sox know, like I'm going to bed now cause they're on the West coast. Why aren't you there? I see. Yeah, I see. But can you imagine the optics if judge would have went to the giants and how was in Italy and they, they couldn't get him on the phone or something. And I, can you imagine the backlash, that would have been nuts. It would have been, it would have been, yeah, it would have been crazy. So listen, we've got Judge. He's ours. Nine years. I, you know, everybody wants the next thing. like, now give, make him captain. Who gives a, I don't care about any of that. I need a left fielder. I need a shortstop. I don't care about a C on anyone's chest. Let's stop worrying about things that aren't on the field. So we got Aaron Judge. He's going to be on the field. He's going to play baseball for us for forever. Um, he will not live up to the contract because it's an impossible contract to live up to. Um, so the hope is, you know, we've got three, four years to win a world series. Yeah, you're exactly right. And this is a very win now team, right? Stanton's 33, DJ's 34, Cole's 32. They have to, they, they kind of have to win now. And, and with that, and looking at the infield surplus, if you count Peraza and Volpe, they have six infielders for those four spots. Are you trying to package those guys for Reynolds. What are you trying to do in the infield? There are so many different ways dumping Donaldson. There's so many different things they can do with the infield. What, what would be your kind of ideal infield plan? 
So I think the only player that is expendable to us and has any value is Glaber Torres. I would agree. Again, and like, you know, I was tweeting with people on it again. I'm not saying he's a pedophile or something bad. I'm saying that the guy's good at baseball, not as good as we want him to be, not as good as, you know, was hyped. He's about half and half. You know, we've talked, he's got pretty much like half his games are good, half his games are bad. He's a middle of the road player. I know he's been an all star twice. Congratulations. A guy who plays in the biggest media market got a lot of fans to vote for him. He's the most Marlins-looking guy I've ever seen in my life. He's playing way too many Winter League games. I don't know if you follow him on the inter- on Instagram. It's just like he's just down there playing full beard, playing in- playing games. What are we doing out there, my guy? Let's not get hurt. We're trying to trade you. And I think you can trade. So at first it was like maybe we could trade Glaber to get Pablo Lopez, right? That that was an initial thought. Now that we've got Rondon, we you know we've got arms. You can never have too many arms, but still, you know, you've got to cut it off at some point. I think you can package Glaber with a Donaldson for nothing. You know, for not. So you're using Glaber as the salary dump for Don, and you're getting back a lottery ticket, basically. That's what you would do. Yes. Okay. I think you can then move. Possibly IKF to third base where he's won a gold glove where he, you know, there's less. It, it's weird because the ball's coming right at him or the problem, but like it, he's still a viable option at third base. No, I'm fine. I'm fine with him at third. Um, You've got DJ. If his if he has legs to play second base. Although, we're, I mean, I don't think we're hearing anything great about him. And then you've got. Three shortstops, you know, figure it out. You got to let young guys play eventually. I think we've let this market um, pass us. You know, obviously, if you could, if you can make the move today, you get Donaldson off the books. You can even look at a shortstop. You could. I at this point, I just want Peraza at short, and I'm fine. I'm fine with IKF either at third or as the back or as the utility guy, backup yeah. shortstop, backup third baseman. But he can't be penciled in at short on opening day. That's got to be Peraza, yeah. and I think Volpe's in a spot where, depending on what happens with Donaldson, if DJ's not ready, Volpe could play a little second. I'm sure, Volpe could play a little third. There are a lot of different ways they could go with Volpe, but Cabrera can play in the infield. I, I want Cabrera to be the super utility guy, like. He could play left. He could play right. He could play short. He could play I'm just second. saying if for some reason you hear like DJ is going to be a week late to the season, yeah. he can go out there and do, you know, he could, he, he is that backup that can fit into a starting role and then, you know, float around because we still need a left fielder. Now with the Donaldson, you know, dump and a surplus of arms and a surplus of middle infielders, I think you can maybe make a trade for, a left fielder. Um, I, you know, I don't think the idea, like we're just going to get an all-star at every position. I think everyone, you know, needs to pump the brakes on that. We just, we don't want Hicks to be our starting no. center our starting left fielder. I think if you can dump one of Donaldson and Hicks, that that's kind of a win. They both cannot be on the roster. It yeah. can't be both of them. Now in left field, the guy I want is I, I really am intrigued by the idea of Michael Conforto. Uh, left-handed bat. He's hit 25 homers uh, three times in his career. He wants a one-year prove-it deal. 
you know, give him whatever one year, 15, I don't know, 20 million and see if he can hit 30 bombs at Yankee Stadium. He's only 30 years old. I, I really like the idea of that. So my thought is that if you can take labor, who's got two years left of control, yes, isn't making a, a ton of money, but, you know, it'll probably be like, you know, a 10 million, 11 million dollar guy next year. Package him with Donaldson. Take that Donaldson money and then, yeah, do a Conforto, prove it. Conforto's a, a Boris guy, too. So I think if you're just like, hey, Scott, listen, we'll give you $15 million one year. He's across town in New York. He's a shoving in people's faces, short porch, a, gonna, you know, a great lineup to hit in. Like, it's a good, it's a good be fit protection. for both sides, man. He can really up his value if he yeah. hits 33 home runs at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, hit 33, hit 35 home runs, go out, get your five-year, $125 million contract somewhere else. Yep. But you're a champion in New York. I love it. Yeah, that that I'm all in on that. And and I think with Torres, it's clear. Clearly, I don't think anybody looks at him and in, in two years, like, oh, I'm going to give him $150 million. Like, nobody wants to give him a contract. And if you're not going to give him that contract, you got to trade him. Also, the effort questions. He's had a lot of effort questions before he's gotten paid. Can you imagine what he's going to be like after he gets that contract? I mean, I said once Robinson Cano signed that deal with the Mariners, I said he's going to play second base in a folding chair. <laughs> And I'll see what's different about this situation. Same idea. No, and it's the perfect way to get rid of Donaldson. And they just have to take an L. Like, they're talking, oh, he might bounce back. He might do this. Anybody with two eyes. Stevie Wonder could see that Donaldson's done. Like, you could just look at him. Look at the swings he was taking. And you don't come back yeah. from that a year older. Yeah, a year older. I mean, it's it's shoulders. Shoulders, you got to swing the bat. That's what he like, – he, he still plays great defense, right? It's weird. There's not like I don't know. Maybe if you had a really good hitting pitcher, you could play him in the field and DH for him. Yeah. But <laughs> Mike Hampton's not coming through that door. So yeah, I mean Donaldson. Listen, hey, he, you got the contract. I hope you get to go play it out somewhere else. He doesn't want to be a Yankee. No, like, I don't think he loves being a Yankee no. either. So I think like that's really that's the package where. You know, yeah, give us a lotto ticket, whatever. Take, you know, if you trade Glaber, who's probably a $10, $11 million guy this year, a $26 million guy, now you've just freed up 30 something million. You can give, you know, nice, you know, 15, 12, whatever it is to Conforto for one year, let him prove it, and then figure out the bullpen. Because who's closing games right now? Wandy Peralta? I kind of like the pen. I like the Canley. I like the Canley move a lot to get him for 11, 13, 13 and a third innings in three years. So yeah, he was I love off Tom Tommy John. He throws hard. I know, but you, that's, you can't have that be the anchor of your bullpen. I don't think he's necessarily the anchor, but Wandy's improved a lot. I would think Lewisig is healthy. Clay should be healthy. I, I think they have some pieces in the, I'm the, and King's coming back, which will be huge. They is didn't have to be ready. Enough. They say I'll be ready for, for spring training. Yeah. And he was probably their best reliever, you know, before he got hurt. The pen doesn't concern me a, a ton. I, I think they'll figure it out. Our pen's usually pretty good. I'm much well, more concerned with the left side of the field, like left field, third base, shortstop, shortstop. that whole triangle. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, and I, I think we've mapped out like a possible plan for it. And there would be other moves that could be made. So, you know, I, when I started going on my rant about Italy, it's, you know, everything that's happened so far is how. 
Hal ponied up the money to get Judge. Hal told Judge himself, I will open the the you know the checkbook and get you know, if you sign here, it's not just you. I'm gonna go get more. He went out and he got Rondon. And Rondon has been really good, you know, the last two years. An all-star had injuries before that, but you know, it's his he's gonna be 30. We've got him 30 to 36. It's not a terrible time for a pitcher. Um, you know, is he gonna win a Cy Young? I don't know, probably not, but he's not the ace. So number two guy. Um so everything everything that's happened so far, credit to Hal. Brian Cashman has done nothing. 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 He's offered the most money to the best available guys in the largest media market. I can do that. This is where you have to general manage. You have to figure out is Glaber and Donaldson something we can do? Can you get rid of Hicks? What can you get back in return? What can you do with the money if you get it? We do have a surplus of minor league arms. Like, can some of them be involved to get us something else that that we need right now? Is there a shortstop that's out there if it's not going to be one of these young guys? If it is going to be these young guys, we got to make decisions that it's the young guys and let the young guys play. Because if we lose a couple games in April, but this guy, but these guys are fucking forged in iron by September. I don't give a fuck, you know, because we're there. We can judge and Stanton, you know, they're if they're healthy and, you know, some of the excitement out of Bader and Rizzo's coming back and, you know, Trevino's an all star. Cole is an ace. Those guys can carry a team. In April. Or keep us enough in it where, you know, as the team comes together, we go and we take first place and we run away with it. But. What we did last year where it was like, well, Cabrera luckily got hot and now we're going to bring Peraza in and we're, we're changing our shortstop in the playoffs and stuff. That's what happens. That chaos is what happens when you don't make the decision early to, to give these guys a shot. And so Cashman needs to make decisions and he needs to make moves and he needs to live by them because he gave himself a fucking four-year contract. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was brutal. And he's got a lot of options because they do have assets. You could package Volpe and Peraza and go get a Brian Reynolds if you want. You could keep Peraza playing mature. A lot of different paths you can take. But, yeah, he's got to turn this infield surplus and this Donaldson contract and Hicks contract and get creative. And like you said, be a general be a general manager. Yeah, like the easy part's been done. This is where it gets hard and it's a hard job. That's why it pays millions of dollars. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But Rodon, man, I am fired up about this guy and last year we had guys like Montgomery and Tyone and they were they were just those nice wimpy guys they, they weren't intimidating they were like the nice guys Carlos Rodon is a fucking bulldog he screams on the mound he throws 99 miles an hour he's got a wipeout slider he's the best he best left-handed pitcher in baseball first in strikeout percentage over the past two years I I'm just picturing this guy you know, two outs, everyone's doing the two strike clap in the sixth inning against Boston or whoever. And he gets that that punch out and stalks off the mound. Like, I think he is going to fit in great and be a force for us. So I obviously don't pay a ton of attention to Giants. I mean, I called him Rondon earlier because yeah. I'm a little high. Um, I forgot that we were doing the podcast. Um, <laughs> when I got bagels this morning, it was a good time. That's fair. Um, so. What I have seen is Rodon yelling on the mound, being a psychopath. Yes. 
and he's only 30. So, you know, Scherzer is a psychopath that's like 40. Um, hopefully, you know, if everything physically stays together, because also 6'3", he's listed as 6'3", 245. So he's probably closer to like 6'2", 6'2 and a half, like 255. Like just fucking bulldog. And I've talked for a couple of years about the rotation as like a quarterback room. I just trying to find that right mix. Like I feel like when you've got your starters on the same page and they've been doing for a while where they all go out to watch warmups and they all walk in together. And I think like CC helped CC started that. that yeah. Um, and now, you know, Cole has been around and Cole had, um, what the hell is his face? Who threw the, the no hitter. Perfect game. Kluber. We had Kluber and he had, uh, Tyone. And it was like, maybe, you know, he tries to do it. Cause we're trying to change a little bit of that. Like I beat my wife or I won't get in the MRI machine, right, 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 you know, right, right. culture that was in that rotation. Rodon can feed into that bulldog that maybe like as much as we wanted Cole to bring everyone up, everyone could bring Cole down a little bit. Cause like Cole at times has been a little bit of a bitch yes. where like, you know, Listen, Hicks sucks. We all know Hicks sucks. We're all watching all the games. He drops a fly ball and you're showing up your teammates. So, and that's, you know, when you make $36 million, you don't show up your teammates. Um, Rodon, I don't know that he's not going to help not show up the teammates, but now it's just like he's, he's a couple years younger. He's the new shiny thing in the rotation. He's the pace car. Let's, you know, like bring that old dog fight out of Cole. Let them really battle to be the ace. And then let everyone else get in line. Like Nestor's going to be there having a silly goose time, doing weird warmups, having a mustache, bringing a little levity to the situation. Sevy in a contract year, he needs some of that bulldog in him. You think Sevy would be really motivated? And Montas is going to be in a is contract on the year team. too. He yeah. is on the team, and which is a, a thing that sometimes year. you forget. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And I want to keep Herman, by the way. Everyone's like, oh, trade Herman now. You know one of these guys is going to get hurt or miss time. You need six or seven starters yeah. in this day and age. Um, yeah. Next question. But but if you look at the rotation, the other cool thing is it's it's right, left, right, left, right. It's really balanced. Yeah. You have all different kinds of pitchers, and then you have the three bulldogs. Like, like I still consider Seve a bulldog, and then you have Nestor, who's kind of silly. Montas, I, I don't know a fucking thing about him, to be honest, like his personal. No, I couldn't tell you anything. Him. No. But, no. Nothing about him. Really like it, and I really like that we have a dominant lefty for Devers because I feel like none of our pitchers can get Devers out, including Cole. And now we have that classic lefty with the classic wipeout lefty slider that we've been missing. I, I just think he's going to be – it's going to be perfect, man. I'm really excited that they got him, and he seems like a guy that's going to embrace it, that's going to embrace the lights. Like Montgomery was like, oh, the pinstripes are a little heavy, and he's from South Carolina, and Tyone was that nice guy. I just think Rodon's a way better fit than those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you come up in the White Sox system, you know, you're obviously not getting like Chicago's a, a major city, but that's it's a Cub city. And you guys, are, you know, they've been bad for a while. So you feel that suck that like being number two and like it being a major league baseball player. And it's like you're really not that big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> Rebuilding, going to the Giants where there's definitely like a winning culture. You know, there's excitement in that Dodgers rivalry, regardless of what the standings, you know, look like. And you get a year of that to now get to come to New York, know that you're coming in like and obviously Judge has been here. But like you're kind of coming in with Judge 
because this is when like Judge has recommitted to the program. You're all kind of opting in together. Um, I think there's a lot of excitement around that. Can everyone handle New York? No. Is he going to be able to handle New York? I have no idea, but I hope so. And he seems like a pissed off dude. And again, you know, six year contract this is going to be the most perfect contract in the world. Probably not. Um, you know, anything over like two years normally isn't. So, like I said, we've got like a good like four year window where now we just have to, you know, shed that Donaldson and, you know, and see what moves we can make to solidify that left side of the field. Were you so Ben Intendi? I think a lot of us wanted him back. He seemed like a good I don't fit. have a single memory of him as a Yankee. Like, I will never be like, God, oh, remember that time he did that thing? Yeah. <laughs> but did you want him back at, at what the White Sox gave him 75 over five? Or did you think that was a little too rich? I don't think for where we are. And again, like I've always been the like, let's not get into too many long term deals. And five years isn't a terribly long term. But I like the idea of for right now getting someone like you can afford it. Like we never get the one year prove it guys. Like I wanted Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. I yeah, wanted Barry Bonds. It's a good it's a good like, point. I've wanted Nelson Cruz a number of times. Yeah. Like get one of those guys one of the guys that's just gonna sign with the Royals or Minnesota so they can get traded halfway through the year to a playoff contender. Why not just have him the whole time? Yeah, it's a great it's a great point. And you think we'd get more of those. Le- like if I was a lefty power hitter, like a Conforto situation, like I, I that's where I want to have my prove a year at, at Yankee yeah. Stadium. Yeah, like so that that's what I would like us to do. I want to get us aside from like, you know, uh, there's obviously gaps in every roster. I would like us to go into the season without there being the obvious place where it's like, well, maybe we got to make an upgrade by the trade deadline. Let's right, no. have the guy that if he had signed with Cleveland or, you know, Pittsburgh or whatever it is, would be on the market. Let's just have him. All right. And I, I think Cabrera could be a, a decent starting left fielder, but I, in an ideal situation on a championship team, he's the super utility guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what makes Conforto look good. Because, like, again, I've wanted Kyle Schwarber. I've wanted him a few times. I wanted Nelson Cruz a few times. You just want, like, let's – and because it, it, if you do it once, and instead of it being that, like, everyone knows you can sign somewhere, play well, get traded, you're on a playoff contender. Let's show that you can come in, utilize the benefits of playing at Yankee Stadium to go get a big contract and have a shot at a championship without having to, you know, make a change midway through the season. It'd be nice. You're at is it now? You got me really thinking about this. We never get those guys. Even Verlander last year was kind of like that one year. Yeah. Prove it. We never do the one year, the one year prove it deals. I wonder if that's a Cashman thing. Well, we did like we've done it in the rotation. Like we've added in. You know, we did Kluber a couple right, of years ago. Right. Right. We were trying, but we're not getting that big bat. No. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I never, I never thought about that. They always go, they always go to other places, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they do with left field. There's a lot of different ways they can go. I'm excited about center field. I think Bader, you know, during that trade, it was kind of confusing. He had the foot injury and it was like, what the fuck are we doing? The defense was great. And the fact, I think he had four home runs in the playoffs. playoffs. Imagine if he flashes, you know, 20, 25 home runs with that defense in center field, he could be awesome. Another guy in a contract year. And also, 
brings a certain level of levity because he's just, you know, he's from here. He's so excited. He's sitting courtside at a Nick game. You know, as soon as the season's over, he's like, yeah, I'll hop over with like Secaucus or, you know, to go on MLB Network, you know, building his own little brand, being really excited about being a Yankee. I think, you know, you have an opportunity for him to have for him to have a good season and to sign an extension. He's not going to be a guy that goes out and gets a 10 year deal or whatever, but you could get, you know, a four year deal. You get to stay home. You make some good money. Seeing his hustle and flying around the field and that joy for the game after watching Hicks loaf and sulk and jog after the ball in center field was it was like a drug. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and just because he's kind of doing what we like to think we would do if, you know, you know, he's making five point two million this year. Um, You know, and he can make four and a half million on like bonuses played appearances, game star and stuff like that, be a free agent. You can probably get him for like three years, 10, 12 million a year. And he's got such a high floor because of the defense. He's a top three defensive center fielder. And and we kind of acquired him as an all glove guy. If he develops any pop like he did in the playoffs, I mean, that's a really, really good player. Yeah. Plus, you know, he gets to hit far down in the lineup. Mm -hmm. Pitchers kind of, you know, if you can find that pop, because you're just getting more pitches to hit down in the lineup, like go nuts with it. My Glad hope is that, that he doesn't, you know, if he were to hit, you know, f- the problem is a guy does something like that. And the next thing you know, he's batting third. Right. Uh, they, 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 they did that with labor. Like they did that with yeah. labor. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. But you brought that up the lineup. So I wanted to ask you, last year they really didn't have a leadoff hitter in the, in the second half. Sometimes it was DJ. Sometimes it was – at the end it was Judge. They tried yeah. Rizzo. I think they did Bader for a couple games. I think we need a true leadoff hitter this year. Who who do you want that to be? Um, I mean, it could be Bader. You know, if he can get on base, I don't know what his uh, off the top of my head his on base percentage. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it could be someone like Bader. Um, he's got a little bit of speed. No, he doesn't get on base a ton. You know, two forty five on base percentage, three seventeen for his career. I mean, it could be. I know when you think of it in a traditional way, you want a guy who's going to get on base and can take second, or you can hit and run with. But we don't have a hit and run lineup. No, you know, like because if you do that, like who's batting second that's going to slap the ball the other way? Maybe Rizzo, but that's not why you pay Rizzo seventeen million dollars coming off of thirty something home runs. So to a certain extent, it's like I don't. Maybe it is Rizzo. Because Rizzo does get on base. He sneaky steals bases sometimes. And I just think that if, you, if you're if you in a situation where you're still batting Judge second, and I don't give a shit what his contract is. Like, you should bat him where you should bat him. And, like, $40 million doesn't mean you bat. You have to bat cleanup. Like, you bat. Like, let's put out the lineup that puts us in the best position to win. Um, I don't think DJ is that guy anymore. And, like, yeah, maybe you do go Rizzo, DJ. But I just like the pressure – on a pitcher that you've got a guy on first and it judges up. Yes. And you've got Stanton behind him. Judge is going to hit second. You could do you could do Rizzo leading off and then it's left right, but then I feel like you'd have a bunch of I mean is Rizzo the only lefty in our lineup as of now with Benintendi gone? I think we got some switch hitters in there. Oswaldo Cabrera is a switch hitter. Yeah. That might be it. and Hicks. Well, as so, of right now we've got Hicks, yeah. So you can't really – we can't even think in the trying to make it balanced right now because we only have one left-handed batter. So with that, Conforto. I would probably go Rizzo. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, Conforto. I'd go Rizzo leadoff as of now. I think Rizzo's batting average is going to improve also with the shift changes. Like last year, he was yeah. just trying to hit bombs because there were four guys sitting yeah. in right field. So guys are going to adjust. Who do you think is going to benefit, hurt, help from these new these new rules? Other, I, I think Rizzo the most, but. I think Rizzo is going to benefit from it. I'm really curious to see Joey Gallo in uh, Minnesota. You knew he was signing I mean, with a small market team too. That was so predictable. But like you, you know, you got to make contact to even hit without the shift. So that's always a challenge. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously Rizzo is going to be the biggest. You and know, maybe, there, maybe some more. Sometimes. You know, Stan will find some more balls up the middle that that'll you know get through, but. You know, they weren't – they don't dramatically shift him where, like, the guy – you know, the second base is still going to play pretty much right up the middle. Um, I think for Rizzo, it's so much of that that short – you see more of the short right fielder than a short left fielder. You just tend to see a, a shifted infield when it's a right-handed hitter. It also puts more of a, an emphasis on athleticism in the infield because you can't just have Glaber standing where the ball is going to be. You need a guy like Peraza who's quick and can move around. An- another reason to trade Glaber, slowest fucking middle infielder, maybe other than Cano that I've ever seen. Yeah. And if DJ's healthy, he doesn't have to get back as far as fast because he's tall. It's true. I, I think DJ, they, they might like DJ at third if they can get rid of. 
they can get rid of Donaldson. I, I think as he gets they older, might. that that range is going to be tough at second. The older he gets, it might. yeah, it might make you know, it might make it. I don't have a ton of faith in like I just I'm not hearing good things about his health. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So in August was the first time that we heard about what was then a toe injury, which turned into no, it's actually a full foot injury that's just showing in the toe. Maybe he'll get surgery. It, the season ended two months ago, and it's still maybe he'll get surgery. What, what do you what do you think is going on? I have no idea. Like I have literally no idea. Um, the less you hear, and like you know, DJ has been a pretty private guy, but you would get rumblings of like he's in Tampa early. You know, like this is the kind of situation where, and I don't know where he lives in the off season. Probably in Colorado, I think that, or no, California. DJ, I think is a Michigan, a Michigan guy actually. Is he? Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. He went to LSU. Loves hockey. Um, so yeah, I don't know where he lives in the off season. No, he's from California. But he lives in he lives in Michigan. Oh really? Yeah, I, I read it in uh, in one of Brian Hoke's books. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Oh yeah, he was born in California, moved to Madison, Wisconsin. Then okay, Michigan. So that's kind of the same. Yeah, so yeah, right. so yeah, so Michigan. Yeah, well, no, no, then he moved to Michigan. So yeah, he's a Michigan guy. Gotcha. I knew he was from California because he's just got that like dangerous California teenager vibe. Like, yeah, he's cooler than me. Yeah. Um, I just feel like if he was good, we'd be hearing more that he was good. If he was going to be good, we'd see something. But we're getting like no reports of anything. And I know it's early. It's not even Christmas yet. You know, maybe you hear in January, like, hey, he's down in Tampa early. They say they're optimistic. He he doesn't need foot surgery, but it's. This is what I never understand. Like, just do it right is after. It, the it's season. gonna be the last week of spring training. It's gonna be the last week. Of Remember spring that training. with Paxton? They announced it like yeah. a week before spring training that he's getting yeah. surgery. <laughs> Happened with Sevy. Like, yeah. yeah, this is what we yes. do. <laughs> and There's he was that. great before that. Before the toe started bothering him, he was around 290, and then the toe yeah. hit, and he didn't get a hit after that, and he ended up at 260. But he was great, like through the All Star break last year. Yeah. I you know, it, it's one of the frustrating things with the Yankees in recent years is that late spring training injury that when you hear more details about it, it could have been avoided. 2020, it was Judge's rib. It was Paxson's back. Yeah. It's been Sevy's arm. Yeah. Like, Herman has had, you know. Yeah. Like, there's someone. Sometimes it's on a huge scale. Sometimes it's on a smaller scale. But there's someone. DJ won a gold glove last year in the utility category. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. It's cool. Kind of a, it, it, it was one of those things where it was like he won. And again, I don't care about individual awards. I don't give a shit. I've already forgotten the 62 home runs. I don't care about MVP <laughs> awards unless we win a world series. I don't care. But it was one of those things where, you know, we watch, you watch so many games and then you, I saw that award coming. I was like, really? All right. I feel like he didn't even like play enough games to qualify. He played in 125 games. He got a lot better at third, I noticed. Like, he was much better in th- at third in 22 than he was any of those years before. Yeah. So maybe he's our third baseman. Maybe IKF plays second. Maybe one of the other guys plays second if we trade Glaber and Donaldson. Speaking of Glaber, I feel I feel as if they go and DJ's like, all right, I don't need surgery. Maybe, that, maybe they're waiting for that to trade Torres. They want to make sure that DJ is going to be ready, and they don't want to trade Glaber if DJ is going to be out until June. That, that would track. Yeah, I mean, the 
and there haven't really been a ton of trades. It's been a lot more focused on free agency and a lot of um, teams really hugging their prospects. This isn't really a prospect situation, you know, with it being a salary dump. But, you know, even if you're some team who just will take on the JD contract, you could get Glaber and then trade him again halfway through the year where he's got a year and a half, you know, left of value. He would still have some value at the deadline. Where are you? A lot of Yankee fans, I feel like, are very fixated on Brian Reynolds. Like, bring him to the Bronx, do whatever it takes. Are you willing to give up Volpe, Peraza? Like, are you willing to sell the farm for Reynolds, or would you rather go the Conforto slash Michael Brantley route in left field? I I think my preference is because, again, I've always wanted to just get that prove it guy who would normally get traded and you know i've I've listed all the the times where we haven't in the past so in order to get reynolds you'd have to trade you know peraza cabrera you know some combination probably two of those three guys and something else right Mm -hmm. so great now we've got reynolds in uh left field we still don't have a shortstop we still have Josh Donaldson at third base. Yeah. We still don't have a place for Donaldson, uh, for uh, DJ. So I don't think it solves problems. Also, I don't think the Pirates are going to trade it. Like, this isn't either. the NBA. You don't get to just be like, I want to trade and I'm going to get it. They've built the system. They have, you know, they, they built a system that weighted in the favor of the owners. There was just a lockout. Players agreed to what they have now. Um, he's going to be, uh, you know, he's under team control till 2026. Unless you are making some amazing trade with them. Like there's, you can't trade Reynolds for like, oh, here we got like four prospects and they're definitely going to be the future because, that's not what you do. Like you trade for you trade Reynolds in a couple of years to a team that's making a push to get there at the time. Glaber Torres that we did with like Chapman. Yeah. That's and I'm not crazy gets, about selling the farm for a corner out for a non-premium position either center field, yeah. shortstop starting pitcher is one thing, but selling the farm for a left fielder. Ah, just, I don't know. A left fielder who is switch hits. Um, you know, so he's not a lefty and hits, you know, hit 27 home runs last year. He's got good numbers, but people talk about him like he's Mike Trout, 262, 27 bombs. Good, good player, 345 OBP, but not he's not putting up monster. He's not putting up Bryce Harper numbers. Well, the, the most annoying thing is anyone who's mentioned and they're even just like just some guy will tweet like, oh, there's Yankees interest and all of. Yankee fans online, Facebook, Twitter, people making graphics to post on Instagram. And it's just like we're just running off of nothing. It's off of nothing. Yes. Hey, I the guy has to be traded. That doesn't mean us. That doesn't mean he's a fit. I'm not saying he's bad. It just it doesn't fit what we need. We would still be very right handed heavy in a lot of games. We wouldn't have other positions um, filled, and I don't think it gets us closer to a World Series. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be upset if they do it, but I, I'd probably keep if, if it's like, oh, Peraza and Volpe and Pl- no, like I, that's not who I'm trading those guys for. No, here you can have Glaber Torres, Josh Donaldson, Heal, I don't know, maybe Clark Schmidt, and you take all of that, you give us two lotto tickets, you pay their salaries, we get Conforto. Yeah, no, I go. think that's I think that's the path as well. Like if I'm trading Volpe, whoever it would have been for Luis Castillo last year or Soto, Reynolds yeah. is not that guy. It's like that you're not that guy, pal. Like he, yeah. he's not that guy. I think at least. And then you would just want to dangle it out there that sounds like Manny Machado is going to opt out after. Yeah, we'll year. pass on him again. Yeah, I still I'm haven't pumped. gotten over. I'm excited to knock it. I I'm I'm shocked that we haven't shut down getting anyone this year. So we cannot get him next year. <laughs> they're saving their money for Soto. That's always. Yeah, because yeah. when we passed on Machado, it was, oh, they're saving their money for Arenado. This will never. I'll never get a third base is still a black hole. We passed yeah. on him in 2019. We still haven't found a replacement. And all he's done has been a top five MVP guy every single year of that contract with with San Diego. <laughs> yeah. And now the, the Pirates got in too hard for nothing. Right, right, right. Couldn't him. trade him. And that's the thing is when you think about these assets that we have left, like a Clark Schmidt or whoever, Cashman has this tradition or this tendency to wait until the value is at its lowest point. It's like it's like Bitcoin. Like he sells it at its lowest point, um, like he did with Clint, like he did with Andujar. So I have no – I have very little faith that he'll trade our prospects at the right time. The only time he sold high I think was Justice Sheffield. Like that was the only time yeah. we, everybody else he sold low. No, and we also traded um, Jesus Montero. Oh yeah, for yeah. Mike Pineda. <laughs> big Mike. And he threw someone threw an ice cream sandwich at. Were you a big Mike leagues. guy? Like, did you like him back in the day? Oh, I like Michael Pineda if he didn't give up a run in the first inning. If he gave up a run in the first inning, like if I was at a game. And he gave up a first inning run. It was like, well, might as well just black out because none of this matters. He was the biggest body language guy. Like he would just get so defeated. But if he got through that first inning, he was fucking lights out, sweating like a pig. He when he was on to he had the swagger like he was big. He had the oh, chain yeah. stalking around yeah. the mound, <laughs> sweating like Patrick Ewing in the fourth quarter. And then, but if he gave up a run in the first inning. It was just mopey, sad. Was the ultimate body language guy. He really was. I think he still pitches. Does he? Yeah, he's a, he. Oh, he was in Minnesota last night. Uh, last not last year. He was okay for us. Like, eh, no, nah, I guess not really. No, nah, he, he wasn't. Very, everybody, you know what he did? He lived off those two starts. It was, I think, Mother's Day. He had like 17 strikeouts in a game and then. Opening day, he took a no hitter into the seventh inning, and every time he'd had a bad start, people would be like, "Well, what about that Mother's Day start?" <laughs> he had a good Fourth of July start in like 2016. Big holiday, big holiday guy. He is, he is. He's a free agent. <laughs> Fuck it, can he play left field? <laughs> He's a monster. Who? Somebody just signed Avaldi, right? Or is he still out there? No, I think he's still out there okay. because uh, unless I may have missed it, but um. There were some rumors of like, well, if they miss out on Rodon, will, will they get it? Will they have a reunion with Ivaldi? That would have been the classic, the classic, because Cashman loves no, reunions, too. 
He loves your knees. If you already know the parking attendant in players parking, it's just one less thing that they have to do with orientation. So it saves everyone time. It saves the company money because, you know, it's one less resource. Like, think about it. You do customer success. I do customer success. And that's all it is. It's just like, well, you know, da, da, da. If you reduce, you know, reduce the number of IT tickets, you know, think about it. You don't have to pay one support engineer. And that's $70,000. That's the way they look at it. It's just no, like, you're well. You're exactly right. Robertson, Canely, they love the Javier Vasquez back in the day. They love, they love, love, love. Fucking Javier Vasquez, just like every time this guy sees the Statue of Liberty or the Empire State Building, he pisses down his leg. Let's re-sign him. That's another reason I was kind of terrified about letting Judge go is because every time we've let, like, we let Andy Pettit go, Cashman pivots to Vasquez. We let Cano go, he pivots to Ellsbury. Like, he would always fuck it up after we'd let the homegrown guy go. So I, I was terrified. I was kind of terrified of what he was going to do. You know what I mean? And the response to judge, if judge would have left. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not, it's never an even swap, but man, I, like this rotation, I know we only talked about Rodon a little bit. This is probably the best on paper. It's probably the best rotation in the league. Yeah. And I checked the rule book with all the rule changes and stuff. They're still going to play the games on the field. It's not going to be on paper. They're still going to do grass and a little bit of turf. Um, so, you know, I, I you know, we got to do more. We got to do more because we have won. I, I mean, I don't know, last year, last year wasn't a championship, but like we have won so many offseason championships. <laughs> there's just no more room in the trophy case. It's like Donald Trump said, I've gotten tired of winning. Um so let's just try the regular season. We win, we're, and we've won some regular season too. Let's do a postseason win. Let's hey. do a a World Series win, and then I don't even care if we lose the next off season. We don't have to win a championship there. Hey, on this in December December seventeenth here, all we have is paper. There's no there's no games yet, so that's all that's all I can do. I know, I know, but it's gonna be on blades of grass that they're gonna sort this one out. It is. And real quick, Matt Blake is back. Apparently, Tommy Canely broke that while he was streaming like Call of Duty or something. Was Matt Blake ever not going to be he back? He was a free agent. Yeah. And it hasn't been announced or anything by the team. Like technically, he's a he's a free agent. But Tommy Canely and I don't know if they got mad at him, but he casually mentioned that he was coming back while he was streaming Call of Duty like a week ago. Yeah, I mean, I don't think like, where's Matt Blake going to go? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a good question. You know. Like, no one's going to make him a manager. No, he doesn't seem like a manager. He's a he's a behind-the-computer guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has the opportunity. Like, I think they've given him a lot of freedom in, you know, in his role. He's really building something. I think if he, go, if he did, like, this couple of years and then goes somewhere else – yeah, maybe you get a raise, like a pitching coach raise. But you gotta you gotta turn this into he hasn't had a Cy Young winner. Like you you have to create that. Otherwise it's just it's money ball. Like congratulations, you got close to still not winning. Yeah, he is and he'll have he'll never have more resources at his disposal, I would think, than he has now. Coaching for the Yankees in terms of video, technology, money, whatever the fuck. It'd be kind of silly if he left. I just and the the hitting coach. I, I don't know. I I think the jury's still out on what's his name Lawson. Jury, jury's probably still out on him. 
Last year was yeah. his first year, I think. Yeah, you know, he can um yeah, you you got to give that some time. Plus like, you know, whatever, you still we still got fucking Boone. Like, I know. You know? I know. They were so strict. I wonder if they'll be a little bit more like they were godly for that first half and just dead weight for the second half. I, I hope they're a little bit more consistent next. Like I, I'm fine. Like 99 wins again is, is fine. I'd rather it just be more of a, you know what I mean? Even, even keel instead of the crazy highs and lows. I mean, that's what I said at the end of the year. Like if we got to the same place that we ended up, but it was a little more even keel and it wasn't like August is just, you know, <laughs> the hottest month and it's fucking depressing. It sees that we had winter depression in August. In August, yeah. They, they, they lost like 15 yeah, – they lost like 10 games in a row or something. It was brutal because it's just like I'm sweating my dick off. I'm in – you know, I'm getting out of the pool to come watch these games. No. <laughs> I'll be back later. And so it's like, go, oh, let's keep it exciting. You know, and I think now – listen, there was 2021. You start with like, ah, half, you know – attendance or whatever it was and there's masks and vaccines and then last year i'm sure it was even a little you know early on in the year people a little weary about being in bigger places i know there's a lot going on cold flu da, 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 whatever and maybe i'm just in my own head about it but I, don't know, I feel like 2023 like the yankee stadium experience is back like we got a taste of that now obviously the game was over quickly but we got a taste of uh like a saturday playoff game yeah, like that, that 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was a sick 20. Well, we the pregame. And no, no, I know. Drinking, yeah, I we're know. drinking beers with Chris Long. Just telling cool. him like, hey, man, I'm a Giants fan, so I don't care what you've done on the field. Um, You know, it, it feels more back. I think Bronx Pinstripes is like where I think we're going back to doing events. Memorial Day year. event. Yeah, I think they're. Yeah, the first thing is Memorial Day weekend. That's a, a tough one. Yeah, Padres. so. But I, I think we're going to, you know, have more events. I think there's going to be a good, better energy, at least, you know, for like my fan experience. Try to pay less attention on Twitter to what dumb people are saying. Um, yeah. And, you know, I just, you know, the the judge stuff is done so I can stop watching grown men with children blow a guy on Twitter. Or, you know, put a C on his chest. Like, who gives a shit? Let's win a World Series. I'm excited. I'm excited for baseball to come back around. I want to see grown men in gym shorts play and catch. What's better? No, what's better than that? And and are you looking at – I know it's early, but are you looking at the games you want to go to? I mean, I, opening day is pretty early. March 30th probably be there. And then, yeah, no, there's a lot of intriguing – we got some 4 o'clock Saturday games, which is pretty rare. Let's see. Yeah, a couple four o'clock four o'clock games on Saturday. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. Some seven thirty fives on Saturday. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I love your enthusiasm as if you aren't having a child in weeks from now. <laughs> I bet but, I guarantee you I will go to at least seven games. I'll make a bet with you. We could do like a friendly I could see you get in I could see you get in the seven. Um I just don't think it's going to be as you'll see things, things pop up. We will things see, but up. I'm pretty resourceful. I know. So what I would tell you, my advice is another, you know, sports dad is try to get them on the calendar as early as possible. Just Hey, we're going to do, Hey, I'm, I'm going to this game. So make plans with your mom, 
do you got a whole day make do whatever you need to do and i'll take care of dinner friday night like you just got you got to plan out like that um and then i mean are you going to come up with a game plan to bring your kid to their first game not this year i'll probably take it to like a trenton thunder game because that's like 10 minutes away and it's easier yeah yeah that's that's very easy i don't know i don't think i don't I don't think I'm going to do what you do in terms of taking them when they're little kids. Like I'll take them when they start asking and can get on the subway on their own. Like okay. That's what I think. I'm like, I didn't really go till I was seven or eight. I, I think maybe I don't think you're going to hold to that. I'm going to be honest because right, we'll see <laughs> you go, no, no, and not because of like the Yankees are a thing you love. It's probably, you know, it's up there with your wife. Yeah. In terms of like things that you love, mm-hmm. your family, it's been there. It's been around longer than Jamie. It's been there as long as your family has been. It's been there longer than friends that you made when you were kids, longer yeah. than your best friends from college. Yeah. And now you're going to have this new person that you're going to love so much. And after a little bit and you're going to be watching games and well, you know, the baby's asleep most of the time for the first, you know, however long. You know, you're going to be sitting there holding. Maybe it's like, oh, the baby needs an eight o'clock bottle. Yeah, I'm holding the bottle. I'm watching the game. I'm loving this. And you're going to get to a point. It may not be this season because I can see even just waiting till like one or or walking a little bit. But you're going to be like, I want to share this thing that I love with this new person that I love. Think about like how long were you dating Jamie before you brought her to a Yankee game? Like two weeks. <laughs> That's true. That's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I think you know? met, we met in August and I took her that September. So it was like a yeah. month maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I met my wife in like late October, early November, the early in that, you know, next season, brought her to a Yankees Red Sox game, Bleachers, old stadium. Because, hey, if you think this is someone, you know, and this, mm-hmm. this isn't even like, hey, do you think this is the one? Like, this is the one you're having this kid. You can't. Just dump it off at the firehouse. At least I think like you got 90 days maybe. But um, you're going to want to share it. So I'm not saying like, hey, you're wrong or, you know, I just think you're going to want to share it. I'm hoping they don't have all the like Saturday schedules out yet or Sunday schedules out yet. I'm hoping they do one of those. Um, it was like an 1130 game. That's oh, the Peacock game. Year. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, everybody lied about that last year. Yeah, everyone whined about like they had anywhere to be. Like, it was the oh, end of the world. Like, what do you? Oh, you're a piece of shit who was out doing coke the night before. I don't know. Maybe skip baseball for a day. You know, <laughs> or just people bring skip their the kids. blow. It's funny because yeah. it was an hour and a half early. Like you would have thought they played it at 8 a.m. Yeah, and it's just like, but you know, but but it's tougher for me to be there. It's a Sunday. You weren't going to that game. You're, no one goes <laughs> to Sunday games. So I hope they do that. I do. I think I'm going. I'm going to go to the Rockies series. Oh, you're in going Colorado. out to Denver. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I think I'm going to go out and uh, and do that. My sister lives out there, so it's oh, like an excuse for nice. the family. Yeah, yeah. Trip. Um. Oriole. What about Orioles? April eighth. Uh Easter weekend. Yeah, that's kind of optional, I think, for me. I. I have kids, right, right, family. Like I don't believe in God, but I still yeah. like I have to be there for it. Um, and last year I thought about doing it. Now I will look again. I don't know if the train schedules changed or expanded. If there's like a ten or eleven o'clock Amtrak out of Baltimore, like yeah, maybe. Um, but they are back in Baltimore. 
on July 28th, 29th, 30th, the day the schedule came out. Like, I had my hotel for July wow. 29th. I think I'm in Saratoga that weekend. I'd have to I'd have to check. But um, uh, that the April 8th Orioles is it's seven o'clock. It'd be much better for you if it was at four. Seven o'clock is going to be tougher to get that Amtrak back. Yeah, there's not one after like eight o'clock. And I'm not going to go to Baltimore and not drink a billion beers. Right. No, I, I got gotcha. you. You don't want to you don't want to drive. And, and I could go to a Yankee game. If it's a Yankee game and I just really want to go, I'll go to a Yankee game and drive back. I've done it a bunch of times with you. You know, I have one beer, two beers throughout the course of the game. I'm not going to Baltimore if I'm not getting shit. Well, and why is and I'm just curious. Why? What's the difference of Camden Yards versus Yankee Stadium with the drinking? Yankee Stadium is a little bit like I'm going to work. Occasionally, I you know, I'm in a situation where I'm staying there for the weekend and I can party and whatever. And that's fun. Baltimore and because I've gone to Yankee games drunk sober when I lived in New York when I didn't live in New York I've done that I have never gone to Baltimore and not gotten hammered because also it's so cheap like yeah that's it's true very affordable drinking when I go to Baltimore I mean you've been with me for it I roll with a, a group of like 12 15 people um it becomes like an event and it's so I'm not gonna yeah just pickles is mob like a Saturday Yankees Orioles pickles is just, the last one when it was a hundred degrees this past year when we were there you could yeah. not move it was like being at a frat party yeah and yeah and the air conditioning was broken right. yeah <laughs> and, and so like if I'm going in late March you know if I'm going on the thirtieth I'm going to opening day in New York. I don't need to see them the next Saturday in Baltimore gotcha. and, and to be rushing. Um, you know, so that I'm back to go to a, an Easter. I don't give a shit about, you know, and then maybe I'll get up again later in, um, April for twins or mm-hmm. blue Jays or book a bullshit meeting. Like I have clients in New York, so I'll just book meetings in New York. Like I have been very clear about that, you know, with my job of how I operate. And then I, you know, once it gets into, May, I know, yeah, we we have the Memorial Day weekend. I got to see how I'm going to play that one. That may be a solo trip up. Um, and, you know, you know, I could see the June Saturday night Red Sox. Oh, the 10th. Yeah, yeah, that one looks good. Or that, June 24th, 4 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. That's good. You know, yeah. start looking at hotels now. Yeah, this is fun. This is one of my favorite traditions is just looking at the schedule together and be like, oh, this game looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to see the Cubs, uh, especially if I'm going to go to Colorado the weekend after that. I'm going to Baltimore later in that month. I don't care about the Astros. Like, yeah, then you just see uh, how, you know, how the, the schedule comes to you. Yeah, I don't care about that. I'm over the the Houston thing. Like last year, I really wanted to go, but uh, it's there's really only what is it? Altuve, Al, Altuve and Bregman are the only two left, and who cares anyway about 2017? So long ago at this point. Yeah, you know, there's a slim chance of a like late September trip to Pittsburgh. Ah, oh. a 6:30 Saturday night in Pittsburgh. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's it's even, you know, I know it's it's not the easiest drive, but it's a drivable trip. Yeah, I don't know if I can stay in a car that long. It's it's kind of long for me. My wife and I like to, you know, long drives together. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
you could fly, but like you could fly Pittsburgh to or Philly to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like not, it's, it's, yeah, it's not that. But you know, when you start to to look at it, like, all right, well, I gotta leave my house, I gotta get to the airport, yeah, I gotta get through yeah. security, it's the same it's, amount of time. Yeah, I gotta get an Uber. It's the same amount of time. Yeah, it, weird schedule, man. I forgot we play every team. Sucks we play the Phil. Of course we play the Phillies at home, the opening week when it's gonna be thirty eight degrees. Yeah, but like I don't really care about going to New York to see the Phillies. No, no, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna. It's so. a Monday, t- Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, man, schedule schedule looks good. I'm excited. The rotation's sick. None of the other teams in our division have really gotten better yet. So I think we're no. in a good spot overall as of December seventeenth. Yeah. I feel I feel pretty good about it. You know, Donnie Baseball's up in Toronto. I don't know what people expected. Aaron Boone's going to let hit the guy who everyone wants in his place sit next to him on the bench. No fucking shot. No shot. Sometimes I get sick of hearing like I, I get it. Don Mattingly's a great Yankee and stuff, but people always talk about him and how he should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, I just I don't really care. Not really a Hall of Fame player. One yeah. MVP award. <laughs> I hey. looked. He's got like 200 career home runs. I'm like, why is everybody saying this guy should be in the Hall of Fame? Breaking news. Aaron Judge not going to hit 500 home runs in his career. <laughs> it's going to be a debate. It's going to be a debate. Is it? What's he at? 259? Yeah, probably not. 400. He'll get to 400. Yeah, 500's the Hall of Fame, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. How he's got a no, he's, he's, at contract. he's at 220. Yeah, he won't get there. Yeah. He'd have to hit 50 home runs in six of those nine years and then piece together, like, it still doesn't get him there. Yeah, no, I'm not good at math, but it doesn't look like it. Career oh, yeah, 394 OBP, though. That's pretty, that's pretty Great baseball good. Player. Great baseball player. Maybe shouldn't have gone to college. <laughs> Seriously. Got anything else? No, man. I'm just now mapping out this drive to Pittsburgh. Five hours? <laughs> we get a fucking crew. I'm going to have to get on the horn with Scott and be like, Scott, road trip. We're I, doing a road trip. That would be a good – I bet people would be – and people rave about that ballpark. I've never seen like it. Like a, a road Bronx pinstripes event. Like, yeah, Tampa's like kind of cheap flights, but then you're in fucking Florida. In the dome too. You know? Yeah. I'm going to get on Scott's ass. Yeah, no, this could be – and dude, mid-September, perfect weather. Perfect oh, weather. Great, great weather. We can make – you find a local bar out there to like set something up beforehand. Woo. All right. I'm going to ask my in-laws now if they'll babysit. Yeah. <laughs> I might be right behind you. Nice. Yeah, I think that's all we got. I don't know when we're going to do another one of these. We're recording this on Saturday. And so that's why, you know, today, Saturday, December 17th, I want a very special shout out and a happy birthday to my girl, Ellen Kirby. <laughs> yeah, I'm going tonight. Happy birthday, Ma. Um, and... Yeah, I don't know. We'll just do these as they come until, like, baseball's really happening. We obviously, like, this isn't our career. We both have jobs. We don't do this for money. We, it, This is pretty much just, like, it's like better help where not, neither one of us is qualified to be a therapist. And we're not paying for it. Um, so, yeah, we just do it. Like, I don't know. I, I get so – one of the biggest things about not doing this full-time that I enjoy is, like, when something happens, I'm not coming up with, like, T-shirt ideas or, like – how can monetize it's just like i'm gonna go vent to fucking nick it's fun no it's great and yeah happy birthday mom it's a good time of the year and happy holidays merry christmas to everybody happy hanukkah all that good yeah. stuff all the stuff whatever you celebrate enjoy the shit out of it give someone a hug 
Um, yeah, uh, you can follow Nick on Twitter at nkirbyny. You can follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Um, yeah, and we will. Uh, if you know, we don't see you soon. We'll see you at the parade. <laughs>